This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. 78-68, Dallas over the Lakers, 9-22 to go in the third. play for with, with Stephen A the right. other day. I would and, never have got that. And I, I completely forgot that Dante Exum was back in the league again. He is balling nine points in the first half. Three threes, obviously, because that's what he does when he when you play with Luka Doncic. You stand there in the corner and you just wait. Uh, but he's been really good. He's been a much-needed help for mm-hmm. them when their three-point was very up and down. Anthony Davis has 20, had 15 in the second quarter. And uh, he's also got five rebounds. LeBron's got 14 in that. So somebody else that knows L.A. sports pretty well. Chris Hayre jumps on with us. Uh, KCAL out in Los Angeles, a Chargers weekly podcast as well. Uh, I I hate to bring up the Chargers, but we kind of have to do it, uh, un- unfortunately. So uh, you're down to, well, we're not going to have any more Justin Herbert out there. Probably going to have a different head coach this offseason. What is just sort of the overall conversation around this team at this point in the year? Is it the belief is like they're just going to tank this thing the rest of the way? Because you still got a head coach that I'm assuming is fighting for his job out there. Well, Nick, good to be with you guys. Yeah, you know, it's it's a season of just a lot of missed opportunities. You know, five and eight is the last thing I think – this team coming back from last year and, and what happened in Jacksonville envisioned going into this year with Justin Herbert first year of this massive deal and playmakers all on the defense and offensive side of the football and to, to see the way that they've lost these games guys I mean it's, it's come down to one possession for a majority of the year and that, that kind of wears on you you know sometimes you see teams like the Vikings last year who would win games the one possession games and get to 13 wins and you just kind of ride that wave and that momentum. It's been the complete opposite for the Chargers. A lot of injuries and, you know, this would have meant something had the Raiders beaten the Vikings and the the Chargers beaten the Broncos. You're still kind of fighting for a potential playoff spot. Um, It's anything but now, right? The the Raiders score zero points on Sunday. The Chargers – uh, get blown out by the Broncos. No Justin Herbert. So it's Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. And obviously, when you have a, a quarter of a season to go, there's pride involved. There's players that are free agents that, that got to put good tape out there. And you want to finish the, a season strong. But um, this has been a big disappointment for the Chargers, to say the least. And Chris, I was so excited for the offensive side of the ball coming into the season because Joe Lombardi was gone, and nothing against Joe Lombardi, but it was a lot of like Justin Herbert dinking and dunking down the field, even though he has a cannon for an arm. So I was excited for Kellen Moore. And now with you know the season kind of being a disaster and the defense not looking much better, if Brandon Staley is gone, what happens with Kellen Moore? Because the offense, I mean, you know, granted, like you said, the playmakers, you lose Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson's kind of been a bust his rookie year. But I thought the offense looked okay at times. So what happens with Kellen Moore now, you know, especially if there's a new, uh, if there's a coaching change? 
That's a great question. Uh, you know, I honestly, I, I don't have the answer. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I know that whatever happens next year, it has to be centered around Justin Herbert uh, making this offense as dynamic as possible and protecting him. You know, the kind of the protection uh, just was not there on Sunday, and he's been he's been beat up uh, quite a bit this year. Uh, yeah. So if, if Kellen Moore is back, you know, there were some flashes. I mean, let's keep in mind, though, he lost Mike Williams in week three. He lost Corey Lindsley, his all-pro center, the week after. Joshua Palmer, who was uh, in his third year, the wide receiver from Tennessee, has come on really strong. He got hurt. Austin Eckler was out for four games. And I realize injuries happen in the NFL, but it's it's very difficult to sustain success offensively when you have that many guys coming in and out of the lineup. And I, I think, arguably, Keenan Allen has had his best year ever. But it, it comes to a point where – okay, if that's all you got on the outside, teams are going to key in on on Keenan. So will Kellen Moore be back? I don't know. I I just know that whatever happens this offseason, guys, it has to be catered around protecting Justin Herbert and and having the requisite depth at wide receiver and running back. And, you know, running back's a whole other issue. You know, Austin Eckler has not looked like himself this year. And I I think as long as Justin Herbert has been here, frankly, they have struggled to run the football. Now, every elite quarterback seems to have a, a running game that they can count on from time to time, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow with Mixon, and you know, list goes on and on. Um, Pacheco and, and Mahomes. Um, the Chargers have not had a sustained run game. I, I look at Austin Eckler as kind of like the 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 get not a gadget guy, but a but an offensive weapon, a guy who you can kind of put everywhere. Not a true bell cow running back and there's not a lot of bell cow running backs in the nfl but you need a guy to get you tough yards and they just don't have that right now yeah i wanted to ask you about eckler because you're right he's only had one one game week one against the dolphins where he had over 100 rushing yards and he's had a bunch of stinkers right the game against the ravens only 32 yards game against the patriots 18 yards like what is it is it the offensive line or is it him I, I think it's a combination uh, of things. Now, keep in mind, after that first week, he, he got hurt. And I don't know, obviously he hadn't been on the injury report, but you know, when you have ankle injuries and you're running back and you've been in the league for as long as Austin has, and uh, it, it probably does wear on you uh, as we get into you know his eighth uh, season in the league. But I, you know what? I can't put my finger on it, honestly. There's been games where, you know, Austin is best suited when you throw him the ball. These extended handoffs, these these games where he has seven or eight catches. I go back to the game where they beat New England six to nothing. Three targets in the game, two catches for nine yards. Um, that's not a recipe for success when it comes to Austin Eckler. He, he's never really been the guy who's going to get you those four or five tough yards. Um, he's a guy that you want in space, um, and you need that complement to Austin Eckler, which I think – the team has struggled to identify. So uh, it's a combination of factors. The offensive line has not played up to to their standard. When you lose Mike Williams and Joshua Palmer on the outside, you can really key in on on Keenan and Austin coming out of the backfield. Um, You know, and it's been a tough year for Austin. Obviously, we know what happened this offseason where he felt like he deserved a a better contract and, uh, you know, was shopped around and didn't really get what he wanted. So he got kind of an incentive-laden deal. It just it, it has not been the year that all the last two seasons, guys, entering this season, and has just not looked like himself. 
Yeah, I mean, it, that is one thing the Chargers have dealt with. I mean, you pointed that out uh, multiple times where this has just been injury after injury uh, for this team. And then on top of that, Austin Eckler back and then not really himself. So they, they, they've over certainly had a lot of obstacles this year. So, look, they still got to play football games, Chris. They got the uh, they, they got the Raiders coming up on Thursday night. We got Easton Stick out there at quarterback. What is this offense going to look like? What can we expect from Easton Stick out there for the Chargers? You know, it's a good question. We we just taped our Chargers <laughs> Weekly podcast this morning, and this will be Easton Stick's first start in the NFL. But I've, I've known Easton since he was he was drafted into this league. First of all, could be a nicer guy. Uh, he, he comes from that that uh, North Dakota State program where Carson Wentz and Trey Lance, and you know he was a national champion quarterback. Um, one of the best of all time in uh, in Division Two. So I, I think what you're going to see is just a, a different game plan probably on, on Thursday. You know, he, when he came into the game, what we talked about, a lot of dropbacks. I don't think that that's really Easton's game. I think you're going to see more RPOs, maybe get him on the run a little bit. Um, and I'll say this. He built chemistry uh, with Quentin Johnson. Uh, in training camp and during the preseason. And Quentin Johnson has had a, a very, very difficult year, uh, as I think most people have seen. A lot of key drops, but had his best game by far on Sunday, and it happened when Easton Stick came in the game. Had his biggest reception of the game, I think it was about 55 or 57 yards. Uh, followed up with another uh, quick slant for 15 yards. And I think that maybe getting Easton under center will get Quentin going a little bit because they had that that chemistry in training camp, and um, you're you're not going to see Justin Herbert, all right. I, that's you're not going to see that. But but I think you can get a guy who can extend plays, um, find some of his receivers. I think he can always rely on Keenan Allen, and and maybe he gets some rushing yards to boot. Chris, I was also really excited about the defense last year, right? Because you bring in like J.C. Jackson, and he was a complete bust. But then he goes back to New England and kind of looks like J.C. Jackson. Cleo Mack has more pressures through 14 weeks than he did all of last season. So is it scheme? Because Brandon Staley is obviously supposed to be the defensive guru. Or is it talent uh, when you look at this defense being, you know, outside the top 15 once again this season? Yeah, you know what? It's certainly not talent. When, when you have Joey Bosa, who is now hurt, and Khalil Mack, who's having – one of the best seasons of his career, and Tuli Tui Pelotu, who's been just a force. He's going to be a franchise so cornerstone player. Run. Unbelievable against the run, and it, it, I kind of call him the, the John Stockton of sacks. He just sets he sets Khalil up for sacks. The way he plays, <laughs> um, he was a steal in the in the second round. But it's not talent. And and guys, I I find myself kind of scratching my head throughout the year because. You have an all-pro safety in Derwin James. He was an all-pro's rookie year, right? You have uh, Michael Davis, who I thought was playing like a top-10 cornerback to close last season. Um, Asante Samuel Jr., who's a ball hawk. Kenneth Murray, a first-rounder. Eric Kendricks. You know, they got guys. Um, and that's what I think so confusing to me is nobody was new in the secondary. And for, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's scheme and it's it's more confusing than, than other schemes, but just a lot of breakdowns. And the, the defense would play good for three-quarters of the game or sometimes a majority of the game, but it's that one or two plays that make a difference. I remember the, the Monday night game against the Cowboys. You know, they played great against the Cowboys, allowed 20 points, but they gave up a 60-yard uh, catch and run to Tony Pollard, and that set up the game winner. So I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I can't because the, the team is loaded uh, with with talent, individual talent. But 
Um, there have been injuries. Again, we want to go back to injuries. But, again, I, all 32 teams in this league uh, have that type of adversity throughout a year. Um, they have played better to their credit uh, since that Ravens game. They've, they've played pretty well uh, uh, defensively. And then the offense has sputtered. Obviously, Ravens did last, last week with seven points, six points against the Patriots, ten points against the Ravens. So complimentary football has been what has kind of plagued this team. You mentioned just not knowing what was going on with the secondary. We were really excited when the Chargers got J.C. Jackson. Just couldn't couldn't think of a better fit. And he did absolutely nothing, was getting DNPs, obviously gets traded back to the Patriots. Like, what went wrong there from what you can gather? And how much will his contract, the fact that when they traded him to New England, they agreed to take not just his salary this year, but the $20 million bonus next year for a dead cap hit? It's tough. It's like, like, to this program, and, and you see the players around him in the secondary, and you saw what Bill Belichick did with him as, a, as an undrafted player from, from Maryland, and I think he had 16 interceptions over the the previous two seasons before he entered the the Chargers. Um, it, you know what? It didn't start well. Um, it, it didn't start well in training camp. He had an ankle injury that that took him out of Week One, if you remember last year. And he he kind of rushed back Thursday Night Football against the Chiefs, gave up a big play, and was just never really the same. Um, and then had this devastating knee injury that took him out for the rest of the year. Worked his way all the way back. I tell you this: I was not expecting him to be ready to go for training camp and he was practicing right off the rip and you thought okay man this guy worked his way back he, he's he's into it and it just week one was a nightmare you put him on Tyreek Hill on an island and you know Tyreek has done that to everybody this year but just the way that the season started uh, uh, kind of a boneheaded play before the half that led to three points and um, getting beat by Tyreek throughout the game it just wasn't a fit, and it wasn't working anymore. Um, it wasn't working in that locker room, wasn't working in the secondary, and, and I think sometimes you have to have the wherewithal to realize that you made a mistake and you just got to move forward, and I think that's what the Chargers did with J.C. Chris, still got about a minute or so here. Obviously, this has nothing to do with the Chargers, but it is a division rival. What do you think about the way the Chiefs game ended with the Kadarius Tony and the penalty and then obviously the way <laughs> Mahomes responded to it? You know, if uh, – if there was an incomplete pass to Kelsey, I, I don't think that, that Mahomes would have the same fervor that he had uh, had it been the the way that that play played out. I'll say this: I, I've watched Patrick Mahomes a lot, and uh, I I know that he likes to do this a lot when he sees a flag and first down, and let's let's keep moving the chains. Um, obviously, I think the refs need to be a little bit more consistent with that call. Um, I think Dan Orlovsky had a, a pretty good breakdown of like four or five different times Kadarius yes. Tony was doing that during yeah. that game. So I, I, I look at it as, okay, the ref's got to be more consistent, but if Patrick Mahomes wants to be upset, he should be upset as, at his receivers. You know, whether it was uh, MVS a couple of weeks before dropping a pass, whether it was Tony at the beginning of the season in week one dropping a bunch of balls, just line up correctly, right? It, check with the refs or don't check with the refs and make sure you're lined up correctly and that won't happen. I, I realize the frustration, but come on, man. Like, it, it's yeah. this is this is boiling over a little bit, guys, for the Chiefs because the Chiefs are, are used to winning and having a whole playoff game. This hasn't gone the way everybody's been doing. Yeah, I, it, it is. Look, it's something that uh, I think a lot of people messed up on a lot of sides. Chris Hayre, really good to talk to you, man. Appreciate you giving us the time. You guys are great. Thanks so much, man.
There he goes. It's bet MGM tonight. It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from Becky. New York Giants, and then week 18 is against San Francisco, but they might have the one. You know what I mean? Nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. Man, that. I like it because you don't want to have a situation like of Joe Flacco comeback player of the year where you miss the number. So if you do think that uh, Sean McVay, I love this. And, Paul like squirms every time we bring up Joe Flacco's name now. Yeah, right. They're <laughs> like Aaron Lennon. Giving him so much anxiety right now. Like I, oh, I love it. Look, one thing about the Broncos, man, they, they've been a tough out. You know, they've uh, they've created a lot of turnovers within the past, you know, five games or four games. You know, uh, I want to say they're are they six and six and you know six and seven in their last, you know, uh, out of the last seven games, right? They won six out of the last seven. You know, at first they was giving up, I want to say, thirty six points per game on defense, and they've literally only been giving up seventeen points. This team is a tough out. They're playing good defense. They're turning the ball over, and uh, you know Russell Wilson is making you know good sound plays now. I guess Houston obviously threw three interceptions, so you know that kind of hindered him a little bit. But at the end of the day, this team is playing fantastic, right? Now, obviously, if you look at things objectively, you think, and we know the Lions are a better team. They're absolutely a better team for sure. They have more talent. They're a better team. But at the end of the day, I think you just can't discount the way that the Broncos are playing and how hot they are right now, and what the kind of streak that they're on. You know, ultimately, they got to go in Detroit and win the and win a football game, right? Which is tough. Okay, the, the Lions are a tough team, and the Lions are actually one of the best teams in the NFC and in the NFL. So it's going to be a tough game. But uh, I can, you know, I can absolutely see the Lions still winning. You know, I think the Broncos could still, you know, after the last four games, I think they can win three of them. Got Patriots, Chargers, Raiders, Lions. I can think they can go three out of four. You know, and end up being what ten and seven. I can absolutely see that. I think that can happen. Um, but the Lions gonna have to bring their lunch pail to work because the, the Broncos won't be an easy out. Let's go. I think it's a it's a tough matchup for the Jaguars based on you know kind of their injury situation. They're without you know their most important receiver in Christian Kirk on IR. Um, they were down to their fourth left tackle against the Browns. Now there's a chance that 
<clears throat> excuse me, Walker Little will come back at left tackle. I think he's um, day-to-day is the last I heard. So there's a chance, but, you know, he's, he, had a, uh, he had an injury just a, a couple weeks ago, so that's questionable. Um, you're, you're down some guys in the secondary that they're going to try to get back. That's going to be important because, you know, Lamar's proven that he can play from the pocket this year with, under Todd Munkin. Um, but the biggest thing is going to be just the physicality of that Ravens front. And the Jaguars have really struggled to run the ball as of late. And it's put a lot of pre- even more pressure on Trevor. And I think he's responded. He's um, he's he's tough as heck fighting through an injury. And, you know, and he'll he'll be game. He'll be ready to play. Um, but can that can the Jaguars' offensive line handle physical handle the physicality of a really good front seven who can rush the passer? They're good against the run. And if the Jaguars do what they ended up doing against Cleveland, where they called 57 pass plays. There's, he was sacked four times, he ran three times, and he threw it 50. That's not how this team play. You know, that's not how the game needs to flow if the, if the Jaguars want to beat the Ravens. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You were talking about proof that the NBA is just a game of runs. Mavs were up 15 earlier. Now the Lakers are closest thing. They closed it within five. It's six now. I mean, it's just you never. This is very it's, nervous. It's good and but yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's it can be a roller coaster ride on a daily basis what in the is NBA. Your Doncic have right now? He's got twenty five. Uh, Doncic God. is yeah twenty five. Yep. I need under thirty four. Oh, and Jokic got thrown out again I too. Know. By the way, that's the second time I'm getting tired of this. I've been screwed on a Jokic prop because he got ejected. He had nine <laughs> nine rebounds. Count yep. them at halftime. Yep. yep. I only needed 12. That was a lock. Chris Dapps already got his one-and-a-half threes, and he had only four points at halftime, so the under 29-and-a-half points, that would have come home for plus 375. I just DM'd Joe Delera because he was on also some Jokic props, and he says, what the F did he even do? I'm so mad. That's what we want to know. People at the UC in Chicago are also pissed because there's nobody that they want to see play except for Jokic. Yeah. I guess Kobe White maybe. By the way, the Bulls are four and one since uh, since Zach Levine's since Zach got hurt. Uh, foot inflammation or, or mm-hmm. got his setback. Yeah, yeah. My brother's there. He actually, um, and I saw this on Twitter too. So it's Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago. My wife's Serbian, so I should know that. Um, and so that's the <laughs> craziest part about Jokic getting kicked out of the game for absolutely nothing. Complete ref show. I'm so sick of the officiating, not only in the NFL but the NBA mm-hmm. as well. And uh, that sucks. My brother went to the game, too. He was at the Bucks game the other night at the Pfizer. Man, your brother is all over the place. And then, yeah, we got season. He does, like, the 25-game package still. And he's For like, both? of course, he's like, yeah, I wanted to see Jokic. And, uh, he's going to see the good games, man. Of course, he gets punted in this game. He's also on a back-to-back, your brother. And, and nobody, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's his birthday week. And, but nobody has any clue um, what he did. Like in the arena, nobody's everybody's like just nobody knows stuck. how he got thrown out. I do you guys know what? He no, did? I'm gonna literally search that now. I want to know because yeah. it just kind of we just saw, Scott get, showed us like a little message. Yeah, I Joe like Delaire just the tweeted. They're like, "What did he just? say? I don't say? know what he did. I, he must have said something." So he's something. backing Vooch down in the paint, maybe in Serbian. He goes up, hits a layup. He 
So I'm watching now. He, he must have said something to the ref because he's running up the court. So, Yelled at a ref about a missed call, apparently, on the way back. So, but that shouldn't warrant an ejection. Yeah. Was it his second he's, technical? He's Draymond Green in a Denver uniform. Is I he? think we know what's happening here. I'm kidding. They got to get his brothers out there to solve this really quick. You Where know? Where are those Jokic <laughs> brothers at? So, but, Goodness But this gracious. is what I don't understand. So was that his second technical? I don't understand. Where is this game at? Poor. Uh, oh, it's 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 a uh, TV three, which is not not on right now. Let's just go ahead and turn that on. That's got to be. I mean, that sucks though. At least you got to like see him for a half. a half. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when I uh, was like done covering the Bucks, but I picked huh. up one game, and it was because LeBron was coming into town, and then like LeBron didn't play obviously because yeah. it was with the Lakers, and he. Oh, uh, that first year with like everybody. Oh all yeah, the, the, all the kids. Yeah, he was like, he Ingram. Missed, he and, sat he sat like the last twenty five games. Or yeah, whatever he it was showed up ankle. at least, and he had he had a glass of wine in his hand. And oh, I was like, that, oh, I, I was like, about I was like, that. LeBron's not playing tonight, that's obviously. Right. So that sucked. I couldn't even. Talk I remember to him. that when he brought his wine out. <laughs> that's such a power move. I love it. Yeah. Man. Meanwhile, Anthony Davis is on a tear still, guys. Let's go. By the way, Whew. Bull, I bet the Lakers. Lakers now up 95-93. They were down fifteen. That's the end of the third quarter with them up to. Shut the, that man, Luca, down. Shut him down. 32 points and nine rebounds for Anthony Davis. Goodness gracious. When he's on, I mean, he's as good as any big in the NBA. There's I said no that. question. When he's healthy, hell but yeah. He's just, but it's, sometimes it's not even healthy. It's not it's just even like, health. It's just sometimes he disappears in games. It's his aggression level. It's yeah. his intensity. If he plays angry and he's dominant physically down low specifically, like rebounding the basketball, putbacks, like gets the ball in the paint, immediate wanting to score, dunk, like not bringing the ball down below his chest, like when he gets the ball inside the paint, like he is unguardable. Unguardable. Mm-hmm. He's really good defensively. What do you have, 40 and 20? He could 41 add 41 and 20, and he now he's got 32 50. and 9 right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could put up another 40 burger Crazy. in this and. Get you 15 boards when it's all said and done in the fourth quarter. And it's close. I cannot believe they ejected Jokic. 17 points, 12 rebounds for Vooch. Just a good Vooch night, I guess. I am getting so screwed on these parlays. These t- <laughs> Who ejects Nikola Jokic on Serbian appreciation night? I know. I know. This I think there should BS. be an investigation, damn it. Take that fan duel off your screen, <laughs> off your court, you see. The Nuggets are still favored, too, by two and a half. It closed Ugh. at seven and a half. I was like, maybe I'll bet some and Bulls no now. Murray. No Murray, no Jokic. They're still favored. Only, I uh, kind of like Bulls. Maybe you want to back back the Bulls a little bit. It's plus 115 on the money line. I don't hate it. Do they just keep Zach Levine out and yes. keep making up injuries? and He's then out. Try to, No, I know. But out like, five more weeks. That's the time where... Oh, they've actually... I realize they said five more weeks. Yes, oh, five I more know, I didn't weeks. know that timetable. Okay. So, my question there is, it's, is, is it like the NFL, though? Because, like, uh, you know when Kevin Nash, you ever see, like, the meme, he's in the wheelchair for WCW, and mm. then he just gets up and he's fine? Yeah. Can Zach do that? Like, if he does yes. get moved? Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think... I'm, I don't want to speculate. I don't think he's very hurt. I don't no, think th- he is either. <laughs> this has the feeling of just like, not sit, all, sit down, but... go away, and we'll find a place for you somewhere. I honestly I don't think, think it's, it's a bad. mutual thing. Yeah. You oh, know? I'm sure. They don't yeah. want him around. No, I don't think they do. Uh, what's interesting is the people that I've spoken to around the team don't think this. And this might be their personal opinion. They don't think Zach has anything to do with the things happening wrong with the team. They just believe that it's like a roster construction gelling issue, and maybe it's more DeRozan. Maybe it's more like just that kind of a thing. I don't believe that for a second. I think Zach absolutely is is fed up 
with the fact that the team doesn't believe he's the guy, and he's not the guy. Like, you're yeah. not a number one on a championship team. You're just not. What drives me nuts is the Bulls always do this, though. Like, they're like, all right, this guy's kind of a superstar, so we have to pay him because we have nothing else. It's like the Jimmy thing. and yeah. then, But then they just ended up moving Jimmy. Like Except just, for Jimmy is a superstar. And he, right, exactly. You could have built around him, and guys wanted to play with Jimmy. Like, nobody ever talks about this, but Kyrie and Jimmy wanted to play together for a while. I thought that yeah. was a possibility in Chicago. Instead, it's Rondo and frickin' uh, Wade, but not like good Wade. <laughs> no, like, it was like not good Wade. 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 But then he goes back to Miami, and he was good Wade again. I hate, I just, it's it's tough. That's why I just don't pay attention to the Bulls, and I'm able to enjoy the NBA. It is sometimes nice to just not, if your team's bad. Just don't even watch. I was trying to explain this to my dad. I was like, he's like, I sometimes like watching games that just have, like, I have no emotional connection with, and I just watch good football. I'm like, yeah, you should do more of it because you'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's hard to be a fan of a team that's terrible. Especially if you got, man, a bad football team. Oh, every week it's the same damn thing. It's one thing if your team is bad but they're rebuilding and they feel like they have a plan, right? Like a young up-and-coming team. Like, you can't get mad if the Blazers lose. No. They're young. They're just a bunch of happy... They're they're cute, you know? Yeah. But, like, you know that they've got a future. They've got a lot of assets and resources, and you feel good about it. If it's a team like the Bulls where, yeah, the Bulls are better than the Blazers record-wise, but their future is just kind of locked up in a bunch of big contracts from aging former stars. Why did they eject Jokic? I, I guess he just he ran his mouth. Immediately, okay. Nikola Jokic immediately ejected for arguing a no-call, and even the Bulls announcers, Adam Amin and Stacey King, are in disbelief. Yeah. The people did not come to see the officials. They came to see... Jokic. I'm so tired Serbian of refs. Heritage Night in Chicago. I'm so tired of the egos of these refs. Here's the first thing we need to do with all these refs. NFL, NBA across the board. Stop putting them on camera. That's the number one thing. No more FaceTime for refs. Period. I want I want all of these announce, announcements that these refs do in the NFL on the field. Don't put them on camera. And now they've got NBA. calls. And yes, I want, they've got NBA refs sitting here and they walk up to a camera now and they get to do their own big announcement for the whole arena. Stop it. None of it. No more of it. Don't put them on camera. That's half the problem. These guys all want to just be seen on social media and on TV, and I'm tired of it. And it is what it is. It becomes a ref show like that. They get their feelings here because Nicole Jokic didn't like it, so I'm going to throw them out of the game. It's the worst. It is. I agree. I agree. Let's go to the NFL. We got a lot of games this weekend. Damn it. We got a good one on Thursday night. Okay, we probably don't. Let's take a look at where the lines are. Is he gone? For how long? How does this affect sides? Totals? Props? It's time for another installment of Market Market. Movers. You know, Trista, you and I could just do this and it would sound similar. I sound that, I think that every week. It's time to choose. (laughs) Market Movers. (laughs) Three, three specs. (laughs) I think It's a combination of the count and, uh, yeah, the professor on Futurama. But nobody here watched Futurama ever, so they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No, I was not a Futurama guy. I had a roommate in college that watched a lot of Futurama. I, uh... He probably got high a lot. I had sex in college. (laughs) I, I don't know if those two correlate, but sure, we'll go with that. Well, we why, can, we why can work do they have? Why I stole that from Friends. I was watching. Yeah, I, I was watching Friends. R.I.P. Matt Perry, of course, and, and Joey uh, Tribbiani had a great line. Ross is like, "You didn't read Lord of the Rings in high school?" And Joey goes, "No, I had sex." So I, <laughs> I stole it from Joey. Shout it, out. It's to a him. great line. No, <laughs> yeah. it's a great line. Uh, I am. Is there a Thursday night game that you guys have been less excited about than Chargers Raiders coming up? Is there a game that we've been excited for? 
yeah. I liked uh, Chargers Dolphins. Yep. I mean, not Chargers Dolphins. Chargers Cowboys. Yes. I don't know why I said Dolphins. Uh, Chargers Cowboys I was excited for. Yeah. I was okay. excited for Eagles Chiefs. That a I think that's... That was a primetime game. It was either okay, Monday yeah, or Thursday. Okay, yeah. I, I was it like, was either Monday or Thursday. We've hit that point where it's like, what the hell games have we even had on Thursday? And that's not a good thing. I know. You know, like, remember years ago yeah. when we Bears had... Bears Commanders, I was certainly not excited about. No, I about. wasn't either. Don't worry. <laughs> These games used to be good. Wasn't, um, I don't know, I think it was uh, Thursday night, or it was a Monday night. Remember that high-scoring Rams-Chiefs game? It was in, like, New Mexico City, and it looked like Mustard was playing catch-up because they... No, it was, oh, yeah. Because they did the color rush. It was the all-reds oh, against yeah. the all-yellows, but the game was absolutely electric. That's what we used to get. Mm-hmm. I think it just says more about the league. I mean, this is they why... They don't want to give us good games. This is why I was... I just don't think they're capable because, like, every quarterback's dead. Everybody's injured this season. You know what I mean? There's not any good teams. Like, usually there's good teams. I mean, you said it earlier. Like, the Eagles last year, they were undefeated at this point. You know, even, like, a couple years ago, the pandemic season, we all knew the Steelers weren't good, but remember they started 13-0? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, every year we get these matchups we really want to you see. You know who ended that winning streak? Uh, hold on. Commanders? Was it the Commanders? Yeah, giant killers, baby. Was we it? don't have much. Yeah, when they were thirteen and zero a couple years ago. Yeah, that's right. It was. Yep. Man, that Steelers team was. That's two years in a row. The good. Commanders have beaten an undefeated mm-hmm. team, and they're still terrible. Wow. That means there's heart there. There's something they get up there. For yeah, they get up for Maybe it. Maybe it won't be the. But, all right, so I'm looking at the Thursday night games we had this year because you're right. Like, Eagles Vikings was 34-28. That I was like a great that game. game. That was a great game. 49ers beat the Giants 30 to 12 week three. Nothing special there. Lions Packers was a 34-20 Lions win week four. But that Bears, felt good. That, that was, was a good feeling. Nah. Game. It, I hated not it. Not to you. Yeah, well, yeah, not for you. Bears <laughs> I bet command, the Lions. It was Bears cool. put up 40 on the Commanders. That was terrible. Chiefs-Broncos the next week, 19-8. I mean, that was luck. Remember the offense? Both both offenses just oh, looked yeah. sluggish. Jags-Saints, 31-24. No. Uh, I mean, you had, I mean, uh, get some scoring, but, you know, Bills-Bucks. I mean, it's. Bills-Bucks was a total, wasn't it like a. That was a destruction, right? Yeah. That was just no. It was twenty four eighteen. Twenty four. Oh no, that was a backdoor though. Remember, they were up on the the Buccaneers for pretty much all game, and then the Buccaneers scored like twice in the final like six minutes yeah. of the game. Bucks had they, it was like an eight minute possession. Yep. They pretty much like pay, played for the cover, I believe. Yes. Yeah, it hasn't been great, and I don't think this might. You're, you're right though. This is going to be the worst game all season, or it's going to yeah. be just like absolutely electric. Easton Stick's going to go out there, 550 passing <laughs> yards. It's going to be the new Jake Browning. 48, 45. You know what I mean? Two teams that have nothing to play for. I do like something though. Devontae Adams has been pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Hell, the whole offense has been quiet. They haven't scored in two weeks. But Devontae Adams over 67 and a half receiving yards. I like that more than the receptions, even though it's plus money. Even money, plus 110, over six and a half receptions for Devontae. That's where we are with Devontae. Remember the way he used to be priced? He used to 93. and a half. Yeah. I got to go over, and it's actually juiced to the under. Um, but that, he, but that, like, that, that would probably be it. Like, This is going to be nasty. And I um, I don't know what to expect from Easton Stick. I don't think anybody does. No. And I do know what to expect from Aiden O'Connell, unfortunately. I thought he might be all right. He might be serviceable, even though he's a, like a 25-year-old rookie. I did like him at Purdue, but... That was rough last week. He did not look good. He's clearly not the quarterback of the future for the Raiders. If you're the Raiders, you loved him coming into the year, though. Yeah, you I, were. You were. High I thought on he would be O'Connell. like a. I thought he could be like a decent backup, like yeah. a guy that could go out there, 
and be like, I don't know, like a Jimmy Garoppolo-type quarterback, where in the right system with some weapons, because, all right, I mean, the Raiders aren't a good football team, but you have Devontae Adams, you have Hunter Renfro, you have Jacoby Myers, you have Michael Mayer. I don't think they know that, but they should. They drafted him in the first round, or second round. You have Austin Hoop. Like, they have weapons. Um, You have the, you know, I know Jacobs has been hurt. He's been dinged this season, but he led the league in rushing yards last year. So I thought he could at least step in there and, I don't know, put a touchdown on the ball. Yeah, literally something. Score against the Vikings. But it's rough. And the Chargers, I hate them. I like to pretend that they don't exist because I every time I do forget about them, then I go in my bet slips and I'm like, oh, $500 on these guys to win the division. That wasn't good at plus 300. Yeah, and the Chargers defensively have allowed uh, wide receivers to get busy a little bit. We saw that uh, in uh, week to week, really. Uh, even the, the Cowboys were able to move the ball a little bit, especially towards the end. Yeah, so only in those last four weeks, that number, 67.5, Ryan, has hit three out of four times. The Vikings game is the only outlier. So it's 86 yards for Devontae against the Jets. That happened last, kind of like last part of the game, right? Yeah. He did nothing for like three quarters, came on. Uh, you have 82 against the Dolphins, 73 against the Chiefs. Broncos game moves slightly. Broncos plus five and a half now. I want to get a six. Oh, I'd love to get a man. Broncos plus I don't, six. Lions at home, I don't know. Goff might go back home and look all right, but I'm with you. Know. Six, I got to play it. Yeah, I would. I, I just, I don't know, man. The Broncos, or the the Lions just look like a team in complete disarray like right now. Too. Yeah, I'd love the, to get a six indoors? there. Fighting Russes. Yeah. Give me the yes. Bears plus three and a half against the Browns. Love Not that it. that three and a half popped. Minus 115. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.
Incredible indeed. ESPN again with the call. So Tennessee holds on. They sack to a late. They're the first team to be down by 14 points with under three minutes to play and win a game since 2016. Previous teams in this spot had gone 0 767. So what we saw last night was something we rarely see in the NFL. And, Chelsea, you got to be thrilled with this. Well, kind of. But, like, what are the Titans doing winning games right now? We don't need to win games. Like, we're not <laughs> going to make the postseason, so you might as well get a better draft pick. But what I wanted to see in this game is exactly what we saw. Will Levis taking a hold of the offense and getting a chance to play in some meaningful moments. Because that's what the Titans are playing for now. They're playing for the future. They want to see if Will Levis is going to be their quarterback moving forward. And I think we saw a lot of great things from Will Levis last night. We saw the arm. We saw the scrambling ability. The fact that he can take some hits. At one point, I think Mike Vrabel pulled him to the sideline and said, hey, you can't be lowering your shoulder as a quarterback <laughs> and Correct. hitting other players. So I really like the toughness and the resilience that he showed. Because we knew there was going to be some rookie mishaps. And we did see that with the turnovers. Earlier in the game, uh, I believe he threw a pick six. Later in the game, he fumbled, I believe. But the way that he came back was what mattered the most. And yeah. like you said, the Titans in that spot, down 14 points in the fourth quarter, showed a ton of resilience for a team that's kind of been left for dead. So I do like what we're seeing from Will Levis. I do like what we're seeing from this team. Uh, I just wish they wouldn't have won outright. <laughs> I understand that. Your guy, Derrick Henry, moves to 15th on the NFL's all-time rushing list. On the flip side, Tua Tungabailoa, only 240 yards. Raheem Mostert rushes for 96 and two touchdowns. But Tyreek Hill leaves the game in the first quarter with an apparent ankle injury. What is your takeaway from the Dolphins here? This is one of those crushing losses in that, look, the Dolphins are going to be fine. They have plenty of talent. But there's no way in the NFL you should be giving up a 14-point lead with four minutes to play. They've now won three straight. They're not going to blow anyone out. And Tommy DeVito is not... Reverse. Oh, and he missed it. He thought he got fouled right there. Same guy that called him down on the other end. That's going to be a technical. Oh, they threw Jokic out of the game. I think they're throwing Jokic out of the game. Musa Dagger making. That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Honestly, we're all go. kind of trying to figure it out. We do have you in a sweat chamber right now. Oh. oh, my God, he missed it. Celtics 120, Cavs 113, 35 seconds to go. What are you sweating out? Jason Tatum, Tatum over 25 and a half points. He's wow. got 25. He just missed the bunny. No Oh, way. I had 25 plus. Oh, thank God. Oh, oh, okay, no. that keeps it alive. Good, good, good. Well, he's, it's over. Yeah, so uh, wow, 25 plus, so he's horrible. right on the nose oh, then. That's oh, that's horrible. You had 24 and a half? Damn. Mm. 
What was the line? 25 and a half? Oh, because mm. you vaulted it. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I want to swear so bad. <laughs> you can if you want. Uh, that might be what Nikola Jokic did. I don't know. We're still trying to figure this out. Nobody can seem to understand why Nikola Jokic was thrown out a little while ago. Nuggets are up 10, 81, 71 right now. Kobe White, by the way, look at him. 23 points. Eight of his last 11 games, 20-plus points. Your guy Kobe White's going off. Yeah, he is. I wish I would have taken his points rather yeah. than that choke artist Jason Tatum. Oh my God, once Luke again, already has 31. There's five minutes left in the game. I'm so dead. I just taking unders with guys like that. It's I mean, again, the only time you some of these uh, these unders Tired mostly hit ass. is when somebody gets thrown out, <laughs> like Nikola Jokic, oh. which sucks because I had the over nine and a half assists for him points. and he had six. Jokic had four points at halftime though. Even yeah. if he wasn't thrown out, he would not have had 40 or 30. Yeah, probably not. Well, yeah, probably not. We've seen him do oh crazy things, God, but probably not. I are, you, are, you, are you sweating Lakers, Matt? Oh, yeah. No, I'm swe- sweating Luca. That's what I'm sweating. Oh, it's all Luca. That's right. Just I thought you, For some reason, I thought you had the thought I you had a side no on this, 34. too. No, I don't care about that. I wish I would have stuck with my Luka. original look because the, uh, <laughs> the Cavs covered. They only lost by seven. 11 and a half was not the number. Damn it. I should have went with the initial look. It happens. We talk ourselves out of stuff all the time. I do it all the We've time. We've all been there, right? Suns Warriors it. under. Go with the Suns. No, under oh under two twenty eight and a half. We missed the two thirty one. It's fine. It's fine. We're going under under, and that's it for me tonight. I'm done. No more I'm NBA after here. tonight. Well, you say that, and then Jokic we know you're lying. Two oh no, I mean like parlays. more tomorrow. But. Oh, okay. Two. <laughs> I'm so mad about this. That sucks. That's ejection. the hard part about putting everything in one basket too. I mean, one's definitely done for me. That was the really big one I gave out. I did I'm take so the over on Devin Booker points, and then over just half a three for Draymond Green. So uh, that those like I mean Draymond's actually been knocking down some shots, so that might be one to look at if you still if you still can get half a three and it's a decent price. I'm tired of them. Uh, but <laughs> what the Warriors? Just the refs. Just oh, it's just awful. It just it's, it just feels like it's getting worse and worse every single year. Look, sometimes the refs are going to screw up. They keep changing rules. I I get it. But we're having things now become about officials. Games are being decided because of questionable calls from officials. And I'm not even talking about what happened in the Chiefs game the other night. I mean, I think it's a bigger deal what happened tonight. Jokic getting thrown out and nobody knows what he said. You got to give leeway to some of these guys. And also, I'm still trying to figure this out. Did he get two technicals or did they do just to go automatic ejection? Did the ref have the under on everything Jokic tonight? (laughs) Did the ref have everything on the under, Trista? Uh, is it gone? Uh, yeah, he is, is gone. gone. Is he coming mm. back? No. no, he's not, Trista. This stinks, dude. Yeah. I really do think that this is going to be... They need to have a different standard for stars and what they say to refs. Like, if you're on the road and there's a lot of people paying to see you, a.k.a. Jokic, oh, my God, just pass the ball, double-team him. If they're coming to see you, then, like, you should not eject a star player for very little reason. It just doesn't make any sense. It becomes personal, though. I mean, there's personal relationships with these guys, you know, and that's that's part of the you issue. You sound like Chris Paul and Scott Foster. Yeah, yeah Chris Paul and Scott Foster is the worst. It is, though. Scott Foster game. Yeah. A Scott. We know about the Scott Foster games, and we know it's not – Chris Paul's not the only one to have an issue with Scott Foster. Listen, any official that has their own hype video is the Trap worst. Trap him. Trap him. Trap him. I uh Just I need the Lakers still, here. I forgot. He's still yeah. at thirty one. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. You know. Shh. Just let him be a distributor. <laughs> just let he has fifteen assists. Wow, Luca. Luca's just so damn good. Well, he has four. His his PRA I think was forty eight and a half. It's it just never feels too high though with somebody like Luca. No, it doesn't, man. Like especially with Kyrie off the floor, you know. 
Gonna have the well, ball in his hands a he lot. He has one steal, thirty-one points, fifteen assists, fifteen or five rebounds. Wow, it's insane. Man, they are four and a half point favorites now. The Mavs. Lakers were three point favorites. <laughs> they opened it like one and a half, and this is without Kyrie. What's even crazier is the Bulls right now are six and a half point dogs, and that's without, like you said, Jamal Murray and Jokic has been punted from the game. Should I bet the Bulls two thirty to go? They're I plus two twenty on the money line. Like who is doing the scoring for Denver right now? Um they don't really have it. Michael, I mean, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. has got seven. Oh, one. no. Misdruck. Reggie Jackson has 21. On oh, seven. Reggie Jackson's been on a tear this year. See, that's the pro- The Bulls don't guard the perimeter. He's five of eight from three. Porter Jr. is chucking tonight, but he's only two of eight. I can see the Bulls maybe. Ah. Kobe White's carrying him. He's got 23. Vooch has 21. If this goes to seven and a half quickly, I'll grab it really quick. So, interesting thing that I just found on Twitter. Tom Haverstroh, who does the Finder Substack. And uh, Portland Trailblazer and Analytics. Analytics. Exactly. Got a lot of followers on the X He's platform. Awesome. And he retweeted something that the NBF or NBA, I almost didn't curse, but just sort of made a, a, a mess. NBA referees official X feed, Twitter feed, back on November 20th. Musa Dagger, who was the referee tonight, who tossed Jokic. Mm-hmm. He was on the feed on November. NBA officials are held to the highest standards of accountability. Listen to referee Dogger debunk some of the most common misconceptions about how NBA refs are held accountable by the league. I give you this audio. I would say contrary to popular belief that we are definitely held accountable, whether it's a missed call or a missed applied rule, which we actually get fined for. I would say anything judgment-based, we definitely get something from our, we call them DAs, developmental advisors. We have identified why the call or the decision was wrong based on positioning or, you know, being too quick on the whistle or being too slow and things of that nature. And then we oh work God. out a plan to figure out how to improve, no. how to, move, how no. to fix it and get yes. it right the next time. We understand that mistakes do happen, but, you know, when they, when they do happen, we definitely want to make sure they're minimized and also try to avoid them in the future. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't have had such a quick whistle with uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, exactly. That guy stinks. Exactly. Like you said, man, I mean, and, and, and uh, like the league's cracking down on load management, obviously, like with the star players, primetime games or nationally televised games. You can't be punting the star players, the MVP of the league, you know, two of the last three years without uh, letting the people there know why. Jalen Brown run over the weekend was his first career ejection. Yes. Uh, Goldenberg, I forget, the, I think that was the referee's name, and he's like, I'm just pissed. Jalen said this. I'm just pissed that he my money's worth. He's like, I don't know what I said, didn't say, but it was the most mellow ejection ever. Not You're, Carmelo, uh, but just chill. It's just it's, Do not it's foul too much. him. It's just too much. Uh, Luca just took it in. He has 33. We are firmly in the sweat chamber. <laughs> we need him to be a distributor only. Do not foul him. Come on, can we can we trap him? There we go. Extra pass. Makes the extra pass. Dante Exum, you're hot. There you go. Do not. Oh, no. No, oh, no. that's oh, where he goes shucks. to die. Oh, oh, God. God that, was from, that would have been a brutal way to that lose that. Shot clock expiring a 40-footer. No. no. Guys, no. Ooh, blocking. Minute 26 to Free go. Free throws and for you, Austin Reeves. Wait, it was, oh, it's no. under 34 and a half, right? 33 and a half. 33 and a half. So you can't even, a free throw won't even Nothing, be. Nothing, no. Oh, man. Guys. He's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to be going to the charity no. strike. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't say it ain't so. So All right, much. well, we'll see. We'll yes, see. Oh. 33 on the nose. Yeah, so you're sitting there just, yeah, you can't have a thing. Ooh, Derek White over 22.5 PRA. Nice. There you go.
Although, if you get a miss here, because I thought that was free throws. It's not. That was on the floor. So, if they miss here, maybe Austin Reeves that's rolling around. Okay, so now it's going to be a four-point oh, game. Oh, oh God. No. I don't know. You almost wanted that just to be. I know. A minute ten to go. Just, Luca, you don't need the ball. You don't need it. You oh, don't. but he's got it. Come on, Lakers. Come on, Lakers. I got Lakers money line. He's I'll not take... giving this thing up. No, no. There we go. Oh, he did. Oh. There we go. Oh. oh. No, Timmy. They're swinging it. Dante Exum. Hit that. Yes. Oh, that yes. might be the dagger. Seven-point game. 127, 120, 50 seconds to go. Have you ever sweated out a hook? This is. Oh, yes. It's the worst. Oh, man. The hook was actually my friend on Sunday, but man, it's Ooh. the enemy a lot. Oh, oh Brown no. blows one at the rim. Luca the re. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe oh. he's going to get. No, he yeah, might get kicked out of here now. How does Luca not get ejected every, every single, single game? game? He complains about like every whistle. It's the first quarter, and he's bitching about something. Well, what Honest question. What NBA star doesn't no, bitch about this? True. They true. all do. I feel like Luca like, goes to the neck, and I love Luca, but he, he really takes it. He goes right off the bat, yeah. It, it's he's very animated, and oh it just it really it depends on the officials that are there. Some have quicker whistles. I mean, he's yeah. Do they call it a kickball? Yeah, they call it a kickball. I don't know what Luca's mad about. I think they call the kickball off of like the 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 Mavs kickball. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Technical foul on they Luca. They teed up Luca. Tee him up again, folks. <laughs> Let him finish with thirty three. Let the ejection gods be with us. All right, now we get a quick three for I the Lakers, and it's a two-point game. For Luca. The the European soccer player headband. Yeah, I love it. The little skinny look one. Look at him. No foul him. Looks Give like him another like, T. Looks like he ripped off like piece of his T-shirt and like yeah, just put it around <laughs> his head. I, I used didn't. to do that. <laughs> Me too. Who didn't? All right, oh Austin Reeves. Come on, guys. Bring it home. Oh, oh big block. Ad. Big three. Oh, no. get another rebound. Oh. That's what we need, guys. That might be it. Do not give it to Luca. I don't think they. Fa- ah, they got 18 the, on the shot clock, 21 on the game clock. Him. So is he going to dribble it, it out and take the don't turnover? Do or is he going to shoot? Don't Distribute. do it. Right, He's going to get the rid of it. There yep. we go. You're lucky. Thank wow. He doesn't oh, want Lord. the turnover. No, don't do it, Luca. Oh. It's back to Luca's no. hands again. Oh. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Floater. Oh, he oh, missed it. Oh, my God. You got saved by the missed. He wanted to kill me so bad. Oh. What's the whistle? If he's going to the free throw line, I will lose it. He What's... missed a little bunny from Why inside the Why would he even try to line. shoot that? Good for you, though. <laughs> Damn, you had so many chances for that to die. Oh, God. And it stays it's... alive. The luck is back in my favor. Wow. All you need is you got to just see that one go through, right? That's it. Now or in this back. case, not go through. Yeah. Either one, so. Yes. Wow. Back to back, Luca unders are back, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, well, it was 34. It was a hell of a number. He balled out, too. That's yeah, just the best part of that. I know. Oh. Final hour coming up. Bet MGM tonight.